What radio, the music you want. Don't tell me you've never heard of me. The world's biggest windbag. With your host, he's Dan. God, I love my work. RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's just an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio that I've been running for quite some time. And you can follow that RadioWhat.com on Twitter at RadioWhatTwit. I guess, I guess it's a good follow. <laughs> and if you need DJ services, please head over to djlittlerock.com or keysdan.com. It's pretty much the same thing. And you can, uh, djlittlerock.com, you can check availability, get a price quote, and maybe you can hire little old me to be a part of your event. And, and it's wedding season. You know, I likes the weddings. They're starting to get booked up. Oh my goodness, I'm getting to do lots and lots of weddings. And I did an event yesterday at Brookside, uh, Brookside Fiesta, helping out some some people that have been displaced, and it was it gave me such a good feeling, you know, to, to help people in the community. So even those events, those are great, and and of course my karaoke shows, I dig those karaoke. Uh, I, oh, this week I have karaoke on Thursday and Friday over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. At, that's uh, the, on Thursday. It starts at seven p.m. And that's Thursday, the 30th, May 30th at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It's theme Thursday, so I don't even know what the theme is. I haven't quite thought about it, picked it out. I know we've done reggae and blues and 80s and uh, just turn of the century, uh, newer stuff, uh, hair bands. So we'll see what happens. And then the 31st, May 31st, that's Friday. That's the regular karaoke show at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. And I'm looking forward to that, as I do every Friday. Full bar, kitchen is open, pool tables, the dance floor is big, the the stage is yours. You're the star of the show, Thursday and Friday, at the Rab. And then on the 1st, oh yeah, I have a wedding. I have a wedding! <laughs> you know I like weddings. I'll be down in Maumelle, Arkansas, for a wedding. Yeah. <sighs> Today on the program, I got Brandon Shields. Brandon Shields, he's uh, he's got his own podcast called The Web Project. You want to check that out. He's got about 15 episodes out right now. Very informative. Uh, stuff that, that he kind of, uh, he's learned over his uh, 21 years of life. And he likes to, just like me, I, I, I like to learn things on my podcast. He likes to learn, learn things on his podcast. And while he's learning, you're learning. That's right. That's what podcasts are. It's a radio show. It's a little conversation where you get to listen in on a chit chat and uh, be quiet because uh, we're talking here. Okay. Shush, 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 shush. Just do your little exercise. Just to run around the block. Do, do your little typing on your computer there at work. Have your, your lunch or your dinner, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. You know, me and Brandon Shields, we're going to kick it for a little bit and talk about things. Uh, so let's get into it. Brandon Shields. Calling Brandon Shields now. Hello? Mr. Shields, please. 
Yes, this is him. Hi, it's Keys Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? Super duper. Now, say your name for the people. Brandon Shields. Brandon Shields. Very good. I was trying to look you up on the Facebook to get a, an eye-to-eye perspective of who, of who you are. And uh, I know I've I've listened to your 15 podcast, The Web Project, and they're, they're pretty informative, you know, and... Uh, I just want to know a little bit more about Brandon Shields. So, yes, yeah, 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 go ahead. Tell me a little bit more. Hey, to start with, uh, how was your day? What did you do today? Oh, so far today, I'm actually doing a lot of transitional stuff. I'm actually going to be moving to South Florida. I have a uh, digital agency. So today, a lot of, you know, fun, random stuff going through the motions type stuff. So, very boring type of Sunday, but, you know, just another day in the life. <laughs> Not that boring. I'm from Miami and the Florida Keys, which is where Keys Dan came from. So uh, where whereabouts in South Florida are you heading? Actually, over there right by uh, Boca. So, yeah. Boca, Boca Raton. Raton. I've chewed a lot of dirt there. I've done a lot of weddings, DJed a lot of weddings in Boca Raton. Great place. Are you getting... Close, close to the water. I mean, I know Boca is never twenty minutes away from, never more than twenty minutes away from the water. Yeah, actually, I'm going to be like, uh, you know, right across the street. So it's really right across the street from the ocean. So I like really right across the street. Where are you at now? Actually, I'm in uh, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Actually. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I remember hearing that in there in one of your podcasts, the one that you had an interview, uh, and and you were mentioning that you were in Tuscaloosa, and that's. How was it? Did you grow up in Alabama? All 21 years of my life, I've been in the same spot. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a, that, yeah, it's time for a change. It's time for a yep. move. You're, you're a young man of the world. It's time to get out of there. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> so uh, how was it growing up in Alabama? Oh, uh, well, not being able to compare it to much other stuff rather than traveling outside of the state. Not um, not too exciting, but you know it was it's very very uh, slow type of movement. Not like a, a New York or a California, obviously. So there's a lot there's a lot less um, movement here when it comes to life. It's not fast, very simple. But I mean, I'm in a part of I'm in a part of Alabama, Tuscaloosa. That not the worst part where there's like there's actually society here. It's not like in the boondocks. There is a little society here in Tuscaloosa rather than just like in the middle of the woods, but, you know, a lot less simpler than a lot of other parts. Yeah, Tuscaloosa sounds like uh, one of the, the bigger cities in Alabama, and I, I guess I'm thinking of Talladega. I, it, Alabama has a, a, a you know a love for, for racing and, and football, right? The uh, college football is big time. Uh, any other activities that you enjoy doing in Alabama? Well, yeah. The uh, one of the things, yeah, with Talladega, it's three hours away. There's huge thing of racing there. Tuscaloosa is actually home of the University of Alabama, which is it's a very prestigious university when it ranks up in the the amount of colleges in the United States. The football thing is huge here. Of course, uh, if you guys heard of Alabama, we've won a lot of national championships. That's why we're on the map at all for Tuscaloosa, but. I would say the biggest things that you can really, you know, do here is very outdoor type ways, but not in like the outdoors of like 
mountains or like oceans, but really there's a lot of national forests here. There's a huge lake called Lake Tuscaloosa. There's other huge lakes in Alabama. So there's a lot of like the, uh, I guess you would say like the camping slash hiking uh, outdoor type of activities that you can go through here. So did you grow up enjoying any of these uh, outdoor activities? Oh yeah, definitely. Going to uh, going fishing, going going to the lake, swimming, hiking, all those types of things are always fun. Well, freshwater fishing is a whole lot different than saltwater fishing. I know I grew up in the Florida Keys in South Florida, and uh, I did a lot of saltwater fishing. And I think you're going to enjoy that if you if you do like fishing. Uh, what what kind of uh, fishing did you do in Tuscaloosa? Did you do a lot of that as a kid? Yeah, definitely freshwater fishing, like a largemouth bass, uh, crappie, uh, catfish. I did go to the, um, the the Gulf of Mexico. I went to the Gulf a, a, several times. Yeah. As, a, as a kid and going to uh, do saltwater fishing out, um, you know, a few miles out into the Gulf and a whole different experience. It's way more, I would say, at ease, calming, like when you do it uh, in freshwater rather than, you know, very, you have to be, a, you know, first of all, you have to be very alert, obviously, if you're out in the water in the Gulf or anywhere, actually, where that's, you know, it's actually a lot more at stake if something were to go wrong. So, you know, it's, it's a whole another concept, right? From what I understand, getting up on, on a boat with my grandfather and, and with my uh, my mother and, uh, you know, my, my family, we'd get on a boat in, in the saltwater, go out a, a few miles uh, and into my, my grandfather's favorite fishing hole, which I think was a bunch of hooey. You know, it, it was always just, hey, let's drop anchor here. This is my favorite hole. H- how do you know? the fish are going to be in that particular place at that particular time. This is probably before there's good sonar sensing of that nature. But, yeah, we would sit there. We'd put out, each one of us would put out a pole. So maybe if there's four people on the boat, we put a pole out and then have a sandwich and chit-chat pretty much. And then if there's a a bite, you go for it. And, And it seemed like that was a little easier than when I went freshwater fishing. Freshwater seemed like it was a lot of work because you had to cast and bring it back and cast and bring it back and cast and bring it back. And you may or may not get a fish, but uh, it it seemed like it was more work than saltwater. In in comparison to the two, and I know this is not the uh, fishing uh, podcast, but in comparison to the two, just to to drive the point home, which which one did you prefer, the freshwater fishing or the saltwater, or is there a comparison to to either? I mean, they both have their wins and their losses, I would say. You you did make – I do get what you're saying when it comes to there is more work in the front uh, front side of things. I guess I I guess it just depends on the day. Uh, you know, if it's a type of it's a really you know hot day and you just want to be out in the water, I would I would definitely go salt water. But if it was like a cooler type day to where it was you know more more uh, where the environment's more relaxing for the freshwater type thing, definitely go freshwater. Very cool. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that. We're yeah. we're heading in that direction. Okay, so other than fishing, uh, did you what other activities did you do outside in the Tuscaloosa, Alabama area? And yeah, I'm saying Alabama like I'm a like I'm a Warner Brothers cartoon. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. So I did play I did play football and that was fun. Uh a little uh little sports here and there, soccer and doing a lot of things like that. Um, I was, 
always had a mix though of outdoors and indoors activities. I was since um right now I'm actually very in like in inversed into the uh, digital space of doing all my fun stuff, and that's because I actually you know loved being on the computer. Uh, I actually adored video games and doing all that stuff before and in my uh, childhood as well. So there's always a mix of both for what I had. What was your video game console of choice growing up? I guess uh, I guess you're a young man of the world. Growing up in the 2000s would, would be your, yeah. your era. What was your video game well, console of choice? Started off in the Nintendo 64, moved from there to a PlayStation, moved from the PlayStation to the Xbox, Xbox to Xbox 360, and so on. Excellent. You still playing games now? Uh, every once in a while when I catch a break, I'll just, uh, you know, play a little Madden or something like that. Yeah. It's going to get harder and harder to do the older you get. I'm looking at a, let's see what I got in front of me. I got a PS4, PS3, a Wii U, a, a Nintendo Switch, uh, a Nintendo knockoff that has, you know, 600 games on it, and and, yeah. uh, and, a, P, and a PS Vita. And how often do I get to play them? Well, not very often. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. sadly, because every time I get a, a, a free space, some free time, I fill it with something else, something else <laughs> I'd like to do, like starting a podcast and chatting with interesting people like Brandon Shields of The Web Project. He's got his own podcast. How about that? <laughs> so you're into the the media stuff. What is Titletown Media? Right. So uh, Titletown Media, that was actually, I'm going through a rebranding process on that right now, so I need to update that but actually that was a uh that was a digital agency that i used for uh you know actually helping people convert uh convert customers online and build their brand through uh, instagram and facebook so what it really is is kind of like a uh the company that what you do is i evaluate your social media platforms i figure out the best strategy moving forward to optimize and convert customers and then i use help i use ad dollars to spend on facebook and instagram to actually bring customers in and have a lifetime value is worth a lot more than just doing traditional advertising. Pretty cool. Well, I'm looking at your Facebook picture because, you know, I'm a stalker, and that's what you do these days. Yeah. Whenever you meet somebody new, you go straight to, to their Facebook, their Instagram, their social media, try to find them online. And I, yeah. I see your, your Facebook profile pic is you in front of a whiteboard with a bunch of uh, messages i mean uh it looks like info uh jotted down on it you're, you're working on things and this is something well i since i'm not a facebook friend i think this is one uh it's from one from 2018 so i i guess uh that's the public image that you've put out and, and yeah is that what you do you you kind of work do you work on paper or do you work on a whiteboard or do you work on computers more well, it all depends. I always loved whiteboards. The uh, visual, having the, um, I, I guess, writing writing it down on a visual concept is always better for me uh, because I feel like if you type things, it's just it's not like because I've always always been creative when it comes to do doing stuff in types of ways. So if I were to type it out on like a word document versus write it out, it just flows more. And it makes the uh, momentum of flowing just feel so much better because, you know, you can have a creative block if you're trying to come up with new concepts and ideas and stuff. But I feel like when, you, when you're able to have, like, you know, a pen, a pencil, a marker, you're able to actually expand, you know, how you're actually doing the thing rather than just, you know, on a one type of way of system where, like, typing or adding images. So 
Yeah, definitely. I definitely, but I obviously I do use you know I use a computer obviously, but I, I always love whiteboards just because of visual concepts. No, I would have to tend to agree. When when I when I write things down, I, I seem to remember them better than if I try to. Well, even typing is not quite as as tactile and personal that as writing writing it down. And if I just hear it, yeah, the chances I'm going to remember it not too great. I have to see it. I have to write it. I have to make a, a, a mnemonic about it. And yeah, maybe then I'll remember your name, Brandon Shields. And I will. Yeah. I will because I've seen it and I've written it down. <laughs> and we're chit-chatting. We're having a conversation with Brandon Shields, media media mogul. Uh, <laughs> heading that way, right? Definitely. That's the goal. That's the dream. So what got you into it? Will mom and dad have anything to do with that? What did mom? What did mom and dad do? Actually, um, in a in a sense, on indirectly, yes, and directly, definitely no. So, actually, I did not even. I I was finding myself. I, I've been graduated from high school for now four years now, and since then, I was trying, or at that point, I was actually trying to go into the medical field. I was actually, you know, going to go to university, and from there, actually have a degree and go into orthopedic surgery. I know I was, you know wanted to hit a high note, but doing so in the medical field of orthopedics. So about two years into college, I was kind of just like, I was kind of stuck in a rut when it comes to the, um, the fun in it. Because first off, when you, when you dive deep into something, the only reason you want to continue to do it is if it's worth your while and it's exciting to you. So two years into college doing the medical stuff, I was at a point to where I was like, wow, this is not fulfilling. This isn't making sense. So I, I kind of just went through a lot of exploring periods and testing and experimenting and got me online, got me looking at a lot of entrepreneurs in the digital space. And from there, I actually was like, wow, this is more exciting to me. Business is exciting to me. Entrepreneurship, digital marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So from there, I actually, you know, visited doing a lot of different uh, testing on doing small bits of here and there on uh, digital marketing um, with, with my parents. That's kind of, that's kind of like flip flop mentality just right off the bat. So at first they were kind of confused what I'm doing. Wait, am I wasting my time doing this? But once the results started coming up, of course that cleared, that cleared the conscience there. But um, yeah, both my, both my parents have, have kind of had the same type of momentum throughout their life of doing at the beginning, I believe they both, you know, they both actually held jobs, nine to fives, doing all that, which I definitely respect a hundred thousand percent. And then, of course, they have entrepreneurial tendencies themselves. Uh, my dad's owned many businesses throughout his years, and my mom actually owns a salon. So, doing a lot of things through that, they've actually, you know, I guess subconsciously embedded little bit of entrepreneurial tendencies into me. So, the support's always been there. So, that's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, how did you even get an inkling or a desire to go to orthopedic surgery? Anybody in the family in medicine? I don't. No, 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 no I don't. I, don't I, I recall. No, I think that was just kind of like one of those things where you look at like the prestigious jobs you can have. Right. Going to high school and stuff. And you're like, oh, and you point to something and then you just get wrapped up into it. So I think that's more how I ended ended up in that way. 
Yeah, I've had many Joe jobs throughout my life. You know, started in radio, and then I, I you know, became a firefighter and a paramedic, and 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 did that for a while. But I was always in radio, and I always DJed. So, yeah, and I and school, school was something that it didn't stick very well. You know, I, I went to school just enough to become a firefighter, just enough to become a radio broadcaster, just enough to become a paramedic. But I really didn't press on. So to become an orthopedic surgeon, I, I couldn't see it. But did you end up getting any school for business? Did, did you end up finishing up anything for, for business degrees or anything? So actually, I once I had the clear concept in 2017, I think it was August 2017, I kind of made up my mind that um, actually marketing and digital business and all this stuff I, the necessity to do what I wanted to do did not require a degree, and I felt like it would have been a distraction to continue. So what I actually did, um, I only had, I think I only had a couple credits left on my associate's degree to go, and what I did is I actually turned, I went to the elective section of the, uh, the degree uh, itself, and I saw what I could complete to, you know, get the credits and all that stuff, and I actually enacted, you know, putting uh, graphic design and stuff that actually would you know, put more momentum into the new field I was going into. So what I did is actually I finished up my degree in 2017 uh, doing that. that, And I actually didn't, yeah, I had, that was a little bit of a drag at the beginning where it comes to uh, the confusion of, you know, my family and stuff like, wait, what what, what are you doing? Because you're not going to university now. You're not doing this and that. (laughs) But it was because really the requirement to, um, and that's a, that's a huge concept. Uh, I, I do debate this back and forth with people of the necessity of doing certain things like going to college. It's a great experience if you're in the in the deciding factors and you're not determined to understand exactly what you need to do yet. It's a great networking field. It's a great for STEM uh, jobs. It's a lot of a lot of jobs actually require a college and like it makes sense to do it, but just for my sake it just did not make sense. Absolutely. Uh, you know, radio broadcasting, yeah, you could take a course and, and learn how to how to do a little radio and, and record things, but mostly it's school of life. And I suspect with the web designing and the web, uh, web media, I guess, I, I, I guess explain a little bit. It, okay. So title town is dying and it's being rebranded into, into what? Right. Yeah. Actually, um, with that, I'm I actually, uh, I actually left title town media to my business partner and, I actually explored uh, a better option, which was going to uh, go in with uh, another business partner. Now, this company that we're actually doing is it's called Tanner Consulting. Now, Tanner Consulting is a uh, great uh, it's a great uh, media platform where we actually do two types of things: the traditional digital ad, traditional digital advertising, like I spoke of with Palatine Media, and on top of that is you know the consulting side of things where we actually do a lot of knowledge transfers for, you know, big businesses in the franchise world, real estate world, et cetera, where we actually help them understand the concepts, fundamentals, and strategies to increase their, you know, their dollars that are coming in and help, you know, expenditures and other fun things. But yeah, so that's kind of like the transition on that company itself. <laughs> it, it, it yeah I, it, that sounded very technical to me <laughs> is there a laundry list of of uh of services that you offer to the people uh to help them with their businesses i i guess maybe that that would help me to understand a little bit more about what you yeah. do brandon shields 
Yeah, so uh, doing doing things like uh, Instagram, uh, like the very smallest things that we do, like Instagram growth and branding, where we actually help your profiles on Instagram grow to an audience that you actually feel relevant. Uh, now, upon that, we actually do Facebook advertising, which are, you know, like scrolling through Facebook, you see ads. We actually create those ads, target the customers, get those customers to do, you know, a call of action, which is, you know, either purchase, coming to the door, uh, client being in uh, some field or anything like that. Uh, we do a lot of design things like that. We do, uh, you know, web page building, websites, full on, uh, click funnels, which are like pretty much advertising, uh, infomercial type sites that you'll see. Um, doing a lot of, uh, graphic design on, on some parts to help people with, uh, their social, um, for example, like we do like for franchisees in the restaurant world, if they need, uh, they need help with like menu design, they need help with, you know, other types of graphics. Well, we have that covered. We have, so, and the goal with that company is to actually be able to cover any digital means necessary for a business in types of marketing and branding, sales, advertising, all that. So where this company is a one-stop shop for all that type of stuff. Well, a lot of businesses don't have time to do all that. And I'm glad they have you, Brandon Shields. And what was the name of your company once again? Yeah, the company is called Tanner Consulting. Tanner Consulting. So I'm guessing Tanner is the partner. Yes, definitely. So, Matt Tanner. All right, yeah. Matt Tanner. Fantastic. Now, you say you played football in high school, and that, that's a pretty physical activity. Are you a physical guy? Do you still stay in shape? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, um, what, I, what I try to do is, uh, you know, watch because what I do, first off, when you, what I try to do is at least be able to work 10 to 12 hours a day, bare minimum. And being able to do that takes a lot of time to like swear up energy. So when you, when you need energy, of course you need to put in a routine. So exercise is definitely one of the best things to do to accompany that. Uh, cardio and strength exercises are very important. And then of course, uh, you know, with the diet, you're, you know, actually implementing different types of things that are healthy, like, you know, vegetables and lean protein, et cetera, are really huge parts. And now that's one of my favorite reasons that I'll go into South Florida is because the outdoors will definitely do well for doing those types of activities. Oh, yeah. Running on the beach will tear it, tell it, tear it right off of you. You know, yeah. and I, <laughs> I know I used to run in the streets and running in the streets was OK. And that tore a lot of weight off of me. But then as soon as you run on the beach, just the the, the beating of your feet in the sand and whew, it, it is quite a workout and, and a different story altogether. What's your work, workout routine like uh, on a weekly basis? Well, what I typically try to do is a little bit of cardio to begin to warm up and then go into a strength exercise, do probably three to five sets of heavy, uh, heavy weight, and then move into doing uh, light cardio afterwards. So I, I take, right now on my routine, it's very low maintenance, which is a good thing for me because of my transitioning stage of how I'm going into it. But what I plan to do, which will actually be, you know, more, uh, more normal, will actually be going into doing cardio, then going actually doing more like 10 to 12 sets of, of heavy weight, and then actually having full days of like calisthenics, stretching, and a lot of things that are way more important than just, you know, putting on muscle. 
Looking at the pictures, Brandon Shields, you seem pretty fit. Are you skipping leg day? <laughs> yeah, right now, definitely. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> legs are important. That's your that's your base. You need to you need to have legs. Now, I, I know a lot of guys go into into the gym and and it's uh, chest and arms, chest and arms, chest and arms, and they forget about leg day. Oh yeah, don't definitely. For, don't, can't don't forget. <laughs> it's, it's important. It is important. <laughs> don't forget leg day. All right. Any other activities you're into? All right. In school, you were the footballer. You played the foosball. Uh, did you do any other sports or any other activities of note, extracurriculars? Um, not really. Not really. Uh, very, uh, very mono right there. Like when it comes to doing that. So yeah, I've, my entire life, I actually you know loved loved football ever since you know three or four years old. Um, and I, at one point when I was like five or six, I actually was like, oh, I want to do this. But, you know, obviously with genetics and other things and interests, that didn't happen. But, you know, like, and actually I believe this environment of living in Tuscaloosa where the, the whole religion of Tuscaloosa is Alabama football. So I believe that all that encompasses on that interest right there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you answer my questions way before I ask them. You go, you live in Tuscaloosa. It's the football, man. <laughs> you got to eat, sleep, and breathe it. And uh, the Crimson Tide, uh, <laughs> roll, tide, roll. And this is from somebody who's sitting right here in Conway, Arkansas. <laughs> Still a member of the SEC and not really into sports. I, I'm not. I'll, I'll full disclosure. I worked on a sports station in in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and I, I worked with a bunch of athletes from the Arkansas Razorbacks. And and uh, I I didn't know a lot about sports when I started there. But a year later, I, I got I got a little bit into it. But mostly, I played music and produced the shows for them, and <laughs> working the board, if you will. But yeah. so living, yeah, and we talked a lot about Alabama, and they were always the the, the toughest team to beat in the SEC. Uh, are you really into sports, or or what, what's your your interests in that? Yeah, like uh, football, definitely. The uh, I like I like watching I like watching a lot of stuff at the end of the road, like uh, like NBA. I'll only watch the NBA really in the playoffs, um, World Series, um, Wolf. Uh, I'm not too into soccer or baseball, perhaps, but, you know, contact sports, I actually, you know, I like watching contact sports. I got you. Now, Alabama doesn't have a an NFL team, but you are heading for Boca Raton, home of my Miami Dolphins, and, and I always hope that one year they'll get back to where they were, their, their faded glory. 1972, they had an undefeated season with Don Shula and Bob Greasy. How, why do I know that? Because it was 1972, and I was living in Miami, and it was an undefeated season. And, and ever since then, they've just they've just steadily gone downhill, it appears. I mean, Dan Marino, no doubt, was a, a fantastic quarterback, in the NFL, and, and the reason, the only reason I'm bringing it up because you're heading that way, man. Uh, that that's going to be your team. Uh, I, well, <laughs> he's, my he's, team's Green Bay Packers. He right said now. no. He said no. He's staying up here. He's staying. Uh, he's staying Green in Green Bay. Bay. Come on, man. You're living in Miami. You're going to be heading that way, South Florida. The sand, the sun, the girls. Ah, okay. <laughs> just, uh, just you could pretty much be shirtless all the time and just tan. I, I, one of the things I miss about uh, 
living in Miami was definitely yeah you were right um, uh, being health conscious and being uh, in shape and fit and and the sun just worshiping the sun really uh, uh, for lack of a better term uh, if you <laughs> if you ever get from Boca Raton if you ever head down to Key West there is a sunset celebration every single night in Key West where you just you're staring out over the water hey what are you guys doing uh we're looking at the sunset why because the sun's setting (laughs) you know yeah it's interesting the people of south florida and and boca boca is a little a little different it's uh how 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 much time have you spent in, in boca up to now up to now probably uh four days four days so i'm guessing that's where tanner is at yes yes definitely okay so you're heading down there for business purposes that's hey that's a good reason to go to florida and do i wish i was back there i know my mom and my grandma are still in the florida keys and key largo and 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 for a lot a lot of times i'll say come on home son come on home because you could do this radio thing from anywhere that you know this this dj thing anywhere no problem Uh, it's, it's like but yeah, I'm here. I've I've set roots in Arkansas, and and yeah, like like they said, I can do it from anywhere. I'm talking to my man Brandon Shields out there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, from Conway, Arkansas. And the internet is a wonderful thing. Telephones are a wonderful thing. Podcasting is a, a nice way to bring people together because I I hardly ever get to converse with people in real life because they're always looking down at their phones. Have you found have you found that in your experience, Brandon Shields? Have I found exactly what that, that you're? Do you get to have conversations with people uh, when you're say say you go to lunch, uh, go to the local coffee shop, and you you want to strike up a conversation with the guy next to you, but he's looking at his phone. I, I, what I've what I've experienced with that is the more comfortable that you are with that person. Uh, in terms of being around them, the more that they will, you know, put their attention on outside things besides conversation and life is important, like, you know, having a phone uh, in front of you or something like that. But what I've, what I've noticed is in uh, inciting conversation of like with someone new or if it's a meeting or if it's, you know, you're talking to someone that you're usually not around, um, you know, conversation is like the main focus is what I just through my experience conversation is the main focus but uh, I believe the more you're around that person the more comfortable you are uh, just you know not not having to have a conversation going or have like subject matter going um, I believe you know the phone or any distraction will be the main course of their attention yeah I've seen a lot of business people head for meetings you know with their suits and ties on and they'll stack all their phones in the middle of the table and the first one to touch it pays the bill. Yeah, I, I've heard that. <laughs> so you have your own podcast. I mean, you're you're hanging out with me uh, on the What Makes You Famous podcast, Brandon Shields. Thank you so much for doing this. By the way, I appreciate no it. I'm having a good conversation so far, learning more about you and what you're doing. Well, tell me more about what the web project does. Yeah. So actually, it was a concept last year that I came up with. Well, it was kind of be a uh, humanitarian type of thing or like a philanthropic type of uh, communication channel where I was trying to, you know, 
bring uh, a lot of people from all all walks of life together in terms of mindset, communication, and information. Because you know, uh, what I saw was when it comes to arguments, when it comes to like people not getting along, the common theme I continue to saw was either misinformation, which is, you know, you know, not the correct information or miscommunication, which that information wasn't communicated correctly. So uh, with all the different types of people in the world that have the different views, mindsets, etc., there's a lot of commonality rather than differences. So the whole point of the podcast is to show the relevant factor in several different walks of life. So what I try to do is I try to bring on as many people as possible that are not just, you know, the, you know, billionaire type of people where they're actually, there's people in all types of progress where maybe someone that's just starting a business, maybe someone's been in the business for 10 years, maybe there's somebody in college, maybe there's someone, you know, from a different country that's trying something different. So um, I've done, a, at the very beginning, uh, where I'm at now with the web project, I've introduced a lot of people that are in the entrepreneurial field because that's my circle. So what I'm going to be doing eventually in the future is actually bringing people that are not just entrepreneurs, but regular people, and then people that have different types of ways to look at things. Uh, not to, not politicizing it, but actually bringing information or value from their information to a relevant factor to where everybody can take a piece of it because the, the best way to learn is from someone from experience so that's what I'm going to try to do is get people with a lot of different experiences. You know what, uh, Brandon Shields, you're kind of likening me to, to uh, I, I've been listening to a podcast. Well, I listened to it. I think it's it's done and he's starting something new. Uh, Adam Ruins Everything. Have you ever heard of that? Adam Ruins Everything. Yes. I've watched, I watched a lot of those uh, videos. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason I like him, he kind of looks at things from a different perspective and he tries to get the truth out of things and this seems like what you're doing but for business where you're trying to get people that are experts in these certain fields and perhaps maybe you don't know all the information of of, about this but you'll find somebody who knows a little bit more and hopefully bring to light certain things is this what am i grasping this correctly Yes, there's also there's a small selfish matter in it where I'm learning too. But the whole point of it is to bring, yeah, like you said, people with other uh, levels of experience of you know different fields. So yeah. Oh yeah, I'm picking your brain. Here I am, a 50 year old man, and I'm learning from a 20 year old man, 24, 21 year old man. How about that? So uh, 21. Wait, that's an interesting year. Uh, when you turn 21, uh, how, did did you go to the bar for the first time? Actually, I, I didn't, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think when I was 21, I was a firefighter, and I, I, I had a half a beer one time. They, uh, there was a, a firefighting party, and they were playing quarters, and I had a, I had a half a beer, and by the time it came back around, I was passed out. So that was the first and last time I ever had alcohol. <laughs> Not, not yeah. that I'm against it. I work in bars all the time, you know, doing the DJ thing, working bars all the time. But yeah, 21, 21 is like a breakout year. A lot of times kids will say, yeah, I'm 21. I'm going to, a, I'm going to the club. Is that something that you get into or? Very introverted when it comes to that type of thing. I'm very outgoing when it comes to business uh, and fun stuff like that. And that's fun to me, but like, on a, on a bar scene type of uh, atmosphere, I'm very introverted on doing stuff like that just because I just don't, I just don't get as much out of it as 
doing other fun activities. So how's the social life, Brandon Shields? What do you do for fun? Well, definitely when it comes to, when it comes to doing fun activities for me, what I like to do a lot is actually have a lot more um, uh, personable, small circle type of like going like like I told you before, like going out doing stuff outdoors or going to the movies with friends or going out to eat, going uh, traveling. I love traveling. Um, going to um, you know actually do a lot of different things in like indoors types of activities. But the biggest thing. Um, I, I just never got wrapped up into the culture of just, you know, going out, getting drunk and just, you know, because first off, uh, there's, there's consequences of doing that. And it's first, and it's expensive. It's not a lifestyle you can, um, you can actually continue to run with if you're trying to do a lot of business. And it's, it's, was it for me? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I like to keep in touch with my faculties. I like to keep in tune. Now you say you traveled a lot. Where, any place you of interest? Uh, where have you gone? Now, uh, I like to travel a lot. I haven't traveled too much, but I've, the, the furthest place I've ever been was Canada. But the, what I actually love doing, uh, is, you know, I've been a lot of times up to the, up to the North of Washington, DC, Pennsylvania, out, uh, out West a little bit. I've been to, I actually went to Arkansas, Actually, a month ago or two months ago, you didn't so come say hi. Yeah, I went to Cersei. Have you have you been to Cersei before? Been to Cersei. That's about an hour away from me. Yep. Yeah, and um, maybe, what did you do in Cersei? Oh, well, now it doesn't sound too fun. I, I worked. <laughs> hey, that sounds fun. You know, it's like a working vacation, I suppose. Yes. So definitely. most of these trips have been for work. Oh well. Not not entirely for work. Sometimes there's it's, it was kind of a vacation. The uh, the terms uh, when I, a lot of times I even go to like there's four hours away is Atlanta, uh, seven hours I know eight hours away is Orlando. I uh, love go, just the experience factor. Like I told you before, uh, Alabama is very simplistic when it comes to a lot of different um, things you'd like to do for fun. So of course places like Atlanta or Orlando. Um, or the beach, uh, which, you know, which are Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, Panama City, and the Panhandle of Florida. So much more things to do and just more experience. So that's what incites me about, or not incites me, uh, excites me about uh, traveling. You like so that? I, in the future, I plan to do a little bit more when it comes to, uh, I'd love to go global on, on traveling because, uh, you know, places like Australia, places like uh West Africa or um, places like uh, European, like Balkan states, a lot of those places that um, were just amazing to, to go there because there's so much different, like, outward experiences that you could have. That would seem so. I, I haven't been north north of the Mason-Dixon. Uh, yeah, I am putting a country drawl on here. I haven't been north of the Mason-Dixon all that much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I say. Yeah, I stay to the southern states, but I have been out west to California. Do you like to drive or fly? Oh well, I well, I particularly would love to fly anywhere that's more than eight hours away. But it, <laughs> believe it or not, when I went to um, when I went to um, it's actually uh, yeah, Boca. I actually went there a month ago. I drove, so I drove all the way. Uh, I started driving like at nine p.m. I actually stayed in Tampa for a little bit, and then I just drove from Tampa straight to uh, Boca. So it was it was a straight shot of like all day driving, and then of course coming back pretty much all day driving. So actually by, uh, by yourself, yes, 
That's crazy. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. Uh, driving from, like, one thing to know, uh, I'm not someone that actually hates driving because driving for me is not too much work. It's very meditative. So, like, it's very, like, it's kind of like in that, you know, if you get into a flow state, for, that's, what, that's what I feel like when I'm in driving. That's very, very good to, like, you know, just stay on, like, you know, cruise, uh, put on a podcast, put on music. Uh, just think through all the different problems, think through all the different ideas, and just, yeah, just brainstorm and meditate. I drive quite a bit throughout the week, and, and particularly on Saturdays when I'm heading for a wedding that's hours away, and I do put on a podcast myself. So I spent uh, uh, about two or three days listening to your web project, uh, 15 episodes, and that was pretty good. It, it, you know, they're, they're, they're bite-sized, and, and they're very informative. I, I appreciate that you put them out there. It's nice, I, I, and I encourage everyone. And I listen to Joe Rogan, and he encourages everyone to start a podcast. And I think if if everyone has a story, everyone can start a podcast. If you have an interest, you could start a podcast about it. I, I encourage you as well. So, uh, yeah, are, are you making more episodes of the web project on the daily or the weekly? Yeah, I actually have three already scheduled, ready to go. One probably posted an hour or so ago. Um, tomorrow another one will go and then another one will go on uh the next day so i'll actually be like a week absent from doing any more episodes just because uh i'll be moving but starting next week hitting the ground running again doing you know more and more episodes of more interviews and talking with different people yeah you know i I guess i don't know if i'm a good podcaster or a bad podcaster i did two podcasts yesterday uh one for a a a fiesta i kind of compiled a i had a, a a a uh, an event called the Brookside Fiesta, and it was a benefit for these people that have lost their their uh, lease at the Brookside uh, Trailer Park in Conway, Arkansas. So I compiled a, a bunch of short little uh, little interviews together into one episode, and then later on that evening, I spoke to a, a photographer named Allison Sylvie, and. I made her podcast. Now I noticed you said you you had them already in the can, and then you 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 release them, you know, the next day and the next day. I just released them both yesterday. What, what's the what's the the best way to do that, uh, Mister Podcaster? Well, how well I don't do it on. Well, I believe it's kind of. Well, what I do with uh, with my podcast, I line it. Uh, what I've aligned is that Instagram channel that you contact me through web project. Uh, I align it with that because I do recognize that podcasting is kind of like YouTube. You push something out, something will something will click, and something might go, um, you know, get a lot of views, get a lot of listens. And it really doesn't really matter when it comes to like, if there's no feed, right? There's no like life. There's like the lifetime of a podcast is pretty much forever, rather than like an Instagram post, which is like six hours. So. I, what I do is actually align it with my Instagram. So, like, what I would do is I'm building an audience through Instagram and converting that into listeners. So, that's what I'm doing in terms of posting my episodes. It's kind of like one per day. So, I uh, so I kind of control the Instagram environment that way. You're teaching me how to be a better podcaster. And you're teaching the people of the world to be a better podcaster, Mr. Brandon Shields. Only 21. Got lots of experience already. Man, have you had any Joe jobs growing up? Um, 
Joe Jobs. Yeah, like working at a fast food restaurant or or any any work experience outside of the media field? So I worked at, uh, my first job was actually at McDonald's. I only worked there a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a KFC boy myself. (laughs) So so I worked at McDonald's first, and then from there, I uh, I actually went and I worked and I watched what I did as I did a little bit more labor-induced, which was, uh, was washing buses uh, for the city. For I did that for about two years. Yeah. Uh, going from there, I, I did a lot of things with, uh, you know, play. there's a, um, a party rental. I, w- I worked at a party rental place where I actually, you know, like the blow-up rentals, like the bounce houses and all that. Cool. Yeah, I work well yeah, with like, them. Like, yeah, like setting, like I was setting up, uh, like I was setting up, like all that stuff. And then from there, I went to the uh, the field, um, like the medical field, and I worked as a uh, physical therapy assistant. Uh, so that's those are I think yeah, that's four jobs. So I've had four, uh, I guess, real jobs. <laughs> you know, I probably could have asked you this earlier because the the medical field did that send you into the the medicine? Maybe put that that bug in your head where maybe you might. But then school well, said, nah. It kind of, it well, yeah, it was, it was actually, it was kind of funny because, uh, the very, I, I actually quit the, uh, I quit that job and, uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny because I actually was doing that job in the same transition in my mind of where, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, get into this field. And I don't think it was that job particularly that turned me off rather than, you know, the schooling, the whole, the, uh, the long-term value of doing this. But what was happening is I was actually, I started my digital agency while working at that job. So, you know, I would check my phone here and there every, like, throughout the day, not really caring about, you know, the day-to-day activities at the job as much as what's going on on my phone. So, yeah, so it was, it was really interesting at the end of that period. Yeah, if you could turn your love into a career, do it. I encourage you. Uh, follow your dreams. You might fall, but how, however many times you pick yourself back up, that's the winner right there. So, oh, Brandon Shields, you're okay. So, uh, yeah, and I, I and I'm with you on that. Sometimes I would be DJing every weekend, no matter what job I had during the day. I would still be DJing at night. So, Brandon Shields, any other interests? As we, uh, I guess we can kind of wrap this thing up I, I, i've learned a lot about brandon shields and what's going on in your life and how you're helping people around the globe with your web project and your yeah and your tanner was it the full thing is tanner what tanner consulting tanner consulting now what is tanner consulting uh well we've we've kind of covered what that is but um what else do you have in your life brandon shields that you, that you care to share? So, so i don't i don't want to overwhelm anything here but what uh so the things that we talked about those two entities of tanner consulting which is the digital marketing consulting and then the web project those are just two entities i actually am working i actually have three more that i worked on a day-to-day too so i actually have them i actually manage uh i first off i manage talent so what we do is um what i actually do on myself is i actually manage people on apps called like have you ever heard of TikTok? I've heard of TikTok. Yes. So actually, I'm the strategist or strategist for them and help them succeed on you know social media. That's that's something I do. I also wait. No, no, I no. Do, let's back up there. You work for TikTok, or you just kind no, of no, help no, people no. with their I'm, videos? 
So I'm basically a consultant strategist for uh, creators, so people that are very entertaining. Like I work with com- uh, two comedians and a uh, artist right now. Well, that's and pretty those, cool. So for those three people, they they're all under the age of 25, like me, but they haven't had that experience, knowledge, and expertise of the digital marketing side of things. So they're like very talented, but they don't have someone to steer, you know, steer their uh, their vehicle of talent. So what happens? So what happens is I actually come in and I actually give them a blueprint, understand the complexity of the field, and show them how to route for the most efficient success they can get. And it's you know it turns out that they can actually do a lot more than what they were doing before. So yeah, that's that. We'll put them on front street because you know I, I like TikTok. Uh, tell, tell the tell the people who are these people that yeah, you represent. So, uh, yeah, so. Um, one of them, I, I, I cannot tell you one of them, but the, the other two, uh, one is called Tori Frost. She's the uh, artist. She's, I believe she's right at about 125000 on uh, that app. And the other yeah, one, the other one is Mitch. Mitch, um, Mitch I've worked with the longest. He's approaching, uh, I believe he's approaching 200. I'd have to check because he grows like crazy. He's probably approaching... Close to two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand, something like that on the app. Now the so, tic- yeah. the TikTok app is a very inter- it's very entertaining. It's it's fun. Uh, sometimes it gets a little chip monkey, but I, I know the kids love it. It's it's little sound bites, uh, bite size. It's what Vine used to be, except better. Uh, I think uh, TikTok is that something that you can make money on? Um, it's a platform of influence rather than money. What you right. can do is you can get. You can get donations, which, uh, which like through kind of like Twitch in in a sense of like if you go live, sure. the only way you make money on TikTok is converting people to another platform that makes money and monetizes, or you can go live and people just donate money. So like some of my people, like they'll make like twenty five to sixty dollars in in a like a one hour live session Q and A. So for those people that are like, I mean, for people that are, I mean that's that's. I mean, making $38 an hour just by getting on the phone, that's, that's fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And you were just having a good time, just uh, bringing something that you thought about uh, into the world. And they liked it, and they gave you a couple bucks. That sounds great. Uh, that, that's that's a nice uh, facet of what you're doing, Brandon Shields. And you got more. No, no, don't stop Brandon Shields. Uh-uh, he's got more. Tell the people. Two more. Two more, yeah, one. One that I'm not going to get into too much just because there's a lot of uh, NDA stuff because of the fun stuff that goes into it, but it's environmental. So it's called the R Company. Uh, I just started the social for that uh, a couple of weeks ago. But what the R Company is, is first off, it's a concept. It's a concept of renew- renewable uh, energy, uh, recyclable, uh, you know, from all the different types of garbage that we throw away. So what it is is actually a concept of actually entering the field of American consumerism, like, for example, all the landfills, and here's a fun fact, only 2% of the uh, garbage that we throw away is recyclable, like recycled. But there's 98% that is available to be recycled that we don't touch. So the concept of the company, actually, is to actually um, make efficient recycling, uh, incentivizing a lot of different, different things when it comes to power, water, and renewable energy. So I can't get into it too much, but pretty much what I have going there is an environmental concept company 
which is consulting slash uh, idea driven. Wow, the R project. Brandon Shield saves the world. <laughs> so yeah, that's so that's the R company, and the last one, which is pretty much my favorite thing going right now. Hit me. It's called Amer- it's called American Entertainment. Okay, you got American me. I'm hooked. Okay, American Entertainment is actually a company that has. Uh, it's first off, it was a concept driven, and now it's concept proven. But what it actually is as a it's a videography, photography, graphic design, video editing company that uh, continent wide. So what I did is I actually put the uh, emphasis of contracting. So if you're doing a wedding, for example. And uh-huh. you need a videographer. Usually, first off, you're going to go through friends and family, or then you're going to, you know, research how to find it, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to hire somebody and do that. If you're a marketing company, you're going to, and you need, uh, say you need to do a commercial for an advertisement, well, you're going to do the same type of job searching when it comes to finding that candidate doing the same thing. So what I did is actually I hired contractors on behalf of American Entertainment that are proven qualitative people that can produce, uh, that can record, that can shoot all in great quality and ethics and standards. And now on behalf of American Entertainment, uh, you know, if you're a, say, say you're a company in Miami, sure. say you're a marketing company in Miami. Well, you just spoke, you spoke 30 minutes ago about like, you know, with what you do, you can do it wherever. Right. Right. So, for example, that Miami company makes a, uh, has a client now in Seattle. Uh, it's very, it's going to be very hard for them to, you know, do it in house shoot for that, uh, Seattle, uh, business. They're going to put some, either put someone on a plane to go out there or try to make some groundworks in Seattle to find that. Well, through American Entertainment, we actually have the, the, the goal and we're getting very close to it is to actually have, you know, creators in every major area of the United States, like, within at least a hundred miles of every major city. So with that, you're actually able to hire through us and complete the task. So it's kind of like a photography, videography, contracting, uh, company, which is B to C, which you can hire for, which means pretty much like you're hiring for like a job, like a wedding or a graduation or simplistic stuff. Or hardcore B two B, which is advertising, um, you know, big shoot, etc. That sounds great, Brandon Shields, uh, American Entertainment. Now, I know that there's a lot of websites that offer that type of service to to brides and grooms and party planners of all kinds, where they can go in and one stop shop and and pick out their DJ and their bartender and their photographer, videographer, their you know limousine service what what have you a magician you know even uh, for whatever entertainment they need is this uh, the kind of service that you're going to be offering as well uh it's a, no it's only creative it's straight it's strictly creative and the biggest reason why it's actually is actually competitive in the market is because what we do is we actually take you know the process of you getting to know the creator making it smooth there's actually going to be an app coming up soon to where that will actually be a very smooth process to where if you hire somebody, for example, for your wedding, you actually be in communication through them, not through any other means, through, but through our app. And the process of receiving the edits, receiving, you know, the proofs and all that stuff will be all included. So 
the whole point of it is to actually drive down uh, the competitive pricing and not, we're not going to be charging, you know, 10 X what the uh, actual like in the industry is. And then moving towards, you know, a more unified uh, type of system because we have in-house editors, we have in-house designers. So everything is within, uh, within one. So you're dealing with a company, not through a, like several different people. You're not going to be talking to six people. You'll be talking through one line of communication so it's as convenient as possible for you. I know when I call a, a company, I'd, I'd like to talk to a real person. And, and I don't know if it's preferred that that person be local in, in my town or in my state or even in my country. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as long as they speak English, that, that sounds fine. You know, and, and as yeah. long as I can talk to somebody and not a robot, I, hopefully. And, and I know I, I can't predict the future, but. It's coming. I know they're all going to be robots. They're all going to be AI that you just can't distinct from a real person. What do you think about that trend? Uh, well, first off, AI is going to take thousands, not even thousands, it's going to take millions of jobs. So what, what we're going to have to do with AI, um, eventually, we're just going to have to accept that um, we're going to have to accept that it's kind of like a, it's, it's coming. First off, it's coming. There's no stopping the AI. And with the integrations of the AI through communication, social media, and more and more, you're going to start to see AI companies start to come up where, you know, the the driving force of the marketing is AI. And that's the scary thing. A lot of people don't talk about marketing and AI. They talk a lot about, you know, functionality AI. But with, if you can give the components of how to run a marketing campaign through social media, to a computer, an AI, well, now they're going to maximize efficiency of reaching people. So what's ever on the back end of that company is going to be the thing to be reckoned with. So like, for example, Apple did that. And they have, a, they have marketing AI that integrates with Facebook advertising. Well, now you're going to start seeing Apple products like 100 times more than you were. Yeah. Because... There's nothing better than AI. There's nothing better than a computer. So I think, you know, AI is something to be reckoned with. And when it comes to regulating it in the future, there's going to be a lot of backlash, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. I, I, I even know a lot of uh, big companies that, uh, for example, like, uh, oh, uh, big radio companies, they all want to be automated. And a lot of DJs have lost their jobs. And I think the recent uh, hashtag was uh, learn to code for the, uh, for, the uh, for the coal miners and uh, that, have, that are losing their jobs and the and the steel workers that are losing their jobs. And it was a big, bad buzz for the hashtag learn to code. Have you heard of that one? Yes, I actually have. It's very I don't like it because it's it's putting first off, it's not it's not going to be even realistic to have someone that's been in the industry of mining or truck driving or whatever for 15, 20, 30 years, they're just going to flip the switch. Learning doesn't work that way. Learning is progressively because you want to, not because you have to. That's why so many people that don't like school aren't good at it. So when it comes to like learn to code, people that have a general interest in that field of study are going to be the ones good at it. And in a capitalist type of economy, only good people will search to the top and actually have jobs. So what I actually uh, would tell these people to do 
with uh, you know job markets being replaced is fall back on what you like to do. Don't and don't go back into the ignorance of oh I like doing the job that's being taken away. Huh. Test experiment actually, and with the ability of Google, YouTube, podcast, everything right now, you can put your fingers on every single type of industry that's out there, emerging industries and and more. So if you create an entity. Like, like you literally can make money doing a podcast. You can make money doing YouTube videos on. So, like, if you were like a truck driver, but you actually you're really good at mechanics, like you're good at like truck mechanics. Well, what I what I urge you to do in that example is start a YouTube channel, make yourself a brand, uh, put put out podcasts about different uh, different strategies of fixing things, put out YouTube content, Instagram content, Facebook content, and then with that brand. You are going to have such an audience that when these big machines that are replacing you, for example, like in the trucking industry, automated uh, trucking is going to be a thing, self-driving, you know, 18-wheelers and other fun things like that. Well, what if you actually, instead of like going against the, you actually go against the grain and you actually start a brand to where you're actually able to talk about, hey, we have an automated truck here in the shop today. This is how you fix this. And now bigger companies are looking at you that actually have these automated trucks. And now they hire you into their engineer team. So when it comes to opportunities, you can't sit around and think. You have to just go out there and test stuff and experiment. And that's actually how you get momentum and get stuff going. So So that's my idea on that. Yeah, so it's not hashtag learn to code. It's hashtag find an interest and expound on that interest. Boy, that hashtag's a little long. Yeah, you I think gotta, we need to cut that one down. <laughs> yeah, you just got to go do stuff because people people look at things like in a binary way of like you got to do it this way or that way. But no, you, you got so many different choices and options. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. If you don't like your job, don't be in that job because there's no sense being miserable, really. Uh, you know, yes, you have responsibilities. Maybe you have a family. You know, you, you're taking care of some kids, wife. But, uh, yeah, there's always something else. And you can always gradually head into that something else because you were doing Joe Jobs even at, at your young age. And uh, and you were still thinking about what you're doing now and where you're heading now. You were thinking about what's going on uh, with your marketing. And, and and even though you were you had a, a responsibility to be at, some, at another job and, and, and you got that job done, I'm sure, right? Yeah, definitely. And yeah. the biggest thing I was going to say is the biggest thing when it comes to opportunity, opportunity has no plan. That's a good quote. Now, when it comes to finding your, your means of doing whatever, you're going to have responsibilities and you're going to have to pay your dues, but you just need to figure out a route to what you want to do and you just got to go do it because um, one of the one of my favorite people I listen to, Gary Vaynerchuk. Have you heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? No, I haven't. He's a great person to look up. He's really uh, intuitive on practicality and stuff like uh, what I've been talking about. The uh, like, if you work an eight-hour job, right? You wake up at seven, you go to work, you work the nine to five. Well, what are you doing between five p.m.? Which, well, actually, let's say you get home at six. But what are you doing from six p.m. to twelve a.m.? What are you doing? Uh, you, I, you have family time, of course. Uh, if you're not in a family, you don't. If you, if you actually think about the time that you're wasting uh doing netflix doing uh you know recreation uh or whatever you're actually putting yourself in a place of excuses but if you actually put your ideas into place and 
start working on this dream business or whatever you want to do and you don't waste a minute because I mean you're you're not getting any younger. The the actual fun part is you can find hours every day that you can put progress in and if you can only make an hour a day of progress, well you, you need to do it and you don't need to say I'm tired because the market doesn't care that you're tired. No one cares that you're tired. You just gotta do it and then that's a story that you Right when you're 75, you write that story that you were tired and you still did it. That's when you say you're tired in your in your prologue. <laughs> but don't worry about you know all the you know don't worry about the responsibilities of being an excuse because everybody has responsibilities. Yeah, I just looked up Gary Vandercheck and he was a a wine critic and became a digital marketing and social media guy and is worth $160 million. So, yeah, you can start off as a wine critic and work your way out from there. <laughs> you, yeah, you, he, you don't have to stay a wine critic. He's got a really interesting story. He actually was part of the negotiations of Reagan in the 1980s to move Russian immigrants over to the United States. He come from Belarus, which was a... Uh, I think a city state of Russia in the, in the time of the USSR. Right. But what ha- what happens is he was an immigrant. He started from nothing. His 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 father started a one wine store. He actually used practicality, looked around, saw what's going to work, took opportunity, turned that wine store from a three million dollar to a sixty million dollar industry like a store within a couple years. Like first off, three to sixty million. Like changing something from three to sixty million is amazing. Not too like, shabby at all. No, not at all. And then using that practicality and mindset to start his own business, which is Vayner Media, was you know he took opportunity. He saw something happening in the social media sphere, and he just went after it. But the biggest thing I can say about opportunity: a lot of people get it mixed up with like seeing every single shiny object. You can't have, you cannot do that. Where you, every time you see something that someone looks like they're making money and you don't run to it. You run to what makes you happy, what, what you feel good at doing, what interests you. So like if you're just in it for the wrong reasons, like if, for example, uh, if I've seen so many digital marketers just run the cryptocurrency, right. not because they're really good at coding. They love economic, other fun stuff like finance because they saw someone make $1,500 in an hour doing it. Correct. That's why they did it. Yeah. So yeah, people people have to just go to what they're good at and run to what they like. Yeah, I'm pretty intimidated by cryptocurrency. I, I I don't know what it is, and I don't know where it's from, and I don't know who's backing it up. So yeah, it frightens me. It, it scares me just a little bit. But uh, you were talking about Gary Vaynerchuk, and and yeah, don't copy what he did. Just take uh, take inspiration from what he does Uh, you see what he did where he came from and be inspired by that type of situation which uh brandon shields i'm sure you were inspired by him and probably probably many others in in growing your business and and getting ideas and putting yourself out there so has anything shown a return yet Uh, have you uh, gotten a bite where hey i think this thing's going to take off Oh yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I would be moving to uh, uh, South Florida if if not the uh, the whole the whole fun part of uh, what I'm doing. That's all. That I mean, it took a, it took a second to click on terms of our uh, return, but when it did, it all like ground it up, and you just you go all in on it because the uh, the stuff that people I've listened to with the practicality, 
both what Gary said and a lot of other people I've listened to, you know, it, it's about doubling down on your strength, not trying to focus on your weaknesses. Because one of the things that he says that I love, you know, he's, uh, I think he's like five, six, five, seven, five, eight, something like that. Well, he's not good at basketball <laughs> genetically already. So why would he try to go into, like, do basketball every single day to be good at something that he's inevitably not going to be the top tier at? Because if you have ambitions to be a top tier guy, you need to go into what's going to give you the best opportunity to do so. So that's exactly what I did. And returns have come because of that. Yeah. I guess the the very light thing. These immigrants are coming in and taking our jobs. No, he's doing a good job. <laughs> I'm very happy that yep. he's here in this country and doing the oh, good yeah. work that he's doing. And, and Brandon, I'm glad you're here in this country. Uh, I know you were born in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and you came yeah. from you came from uh, uh, a, a good family, it seems. That you had any brothers, sisters? I do have a sister. She's actually 13 years older than me, so it's a bit of a separation. But, yeah, I have one sibling. Yeah, what'd she do? She's actually a teacher, primary school. I like teachers. That's excellent. Teach the world. Teach them how to how to do everything. And, and so, did you, what does she think of your your endeavors? Um. Well, at the first, first part, of course, uh, same same as my other family, where it's kind of confusion and stuff like that. Because, <laughs> but but yeah, definitely supportive. Uh, yeah, definitely supportive now. And she actually has she actually runs her own. She has the entrepreneurial tendencies as well. She runs a. Uh, have you ever heard of monogramming? I know what a monogram is, sure, like stitching uh, stuff on your shirt. Yes. So she actually owns a uh, monogramming little company for herself, uh, herself, and she actually does that. And I teach her here and there, and, you know, I help, I help her on, on doing her business as well, doing that. So, yeah, she, yeah, definitely, definitely supportive. There was a program in the 70s called Laverne and Shirley, and Laverne always had L's monogrammed on her shirt. Does your sister have monograms on her shirts? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the church. Yeah, yeah. She, that's exactly what she does all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great, Brandon Shields, my man. Excellent. We boys now. We've we've spent an, uh, over an hour chit chatting about life and and how to grow your business. Uh, tell the people h- how to get a hold of you, uh, Brandon Shields of the of the Web Project and Beyond. Yeah, definitely. The best way to reach me if you want to contact me is going to be through Instagram, uh, Shield with two S's at the end. Uh, that's Instagram. Uh, you can you can search up the web project on Apple Podcasts or wherever if you want to listen to some of the episodes I got going. But the best way to get in contact with me if you want to is just DM me straight from Instagram. Yeah, and Brandon Shields got 15 episodes out there as of now. Uh, it's the Memorial Day weekend, 2019. Thank you so much for uh, listening to Brandon Shields. Any other good pieces of info for the people? I don't have anything else, but I would just say, uh, you know, just do what makes you happy. And that's, that's all that matters. Excellent. Thank you, Brandon Shields. Make sure you send me those links to your various projects, and I'll put them in the show notes. Make sure the people know how to get a hold of Brandon Shields. And uh, Brandon Shields, off to Boca. That's excellent, man. There's no surfing in Boca. You know, it, 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 I think I, I tried to surf in Sebastian one time, and it was probably about waist high. So, yeah, there, there, there's good body surfing. That, that's a lot of fun. I think you oh, yeah. have fun in the sun, the ocean. Boca is nice, man. And it's um, a different class of people. People, even if they're poor, 
they they, they want to be rich. They they want they, they want that lifestyle, that wealthy lifestyle for the most part in Boca and and everywhere in, in the West Palm Beach area. Uh, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. I went to high school there. And uh that's, oh, okay. that's pretty close. It's pretty close, yeah. but but uh Boca as soon as you hit hit the West Palm Beach line, uh, county it starts to get a little ritzier. You'll see a, a lot more Mercedes and BMWs and, and Lexus and nothing less, nothing less, baby. Yeah, you, you know, I used to drive around in my, my little beater and I said, Nope, I need to get a better car. So I bought a Mustang, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> have to have a new car when you're driving around Boca, but, uh, no ever forward Brandon Shields, man, you're, you're going to have a good drive. And I guess this is happening pretty quick. The way you were saying, is that is that what's going on? You does it very make- spontaneous, so that's the way I like it. I'm very spontaneous type of personality, so I just like when I when I was going there last month, I actually uh, I was hey hey you want to hey my my business associate was like hey uh, whenever you want to you know you can come out here uh, one week and I was like well I'm spontaneous I'm packing up right now so I left like eight hours later so very like I I just do stuff because I don't I don't like waiting. Yeah, my baby brother was living in Orlando, five hours away from Miami, and one weekend I said, "Hey, I'm moving in with you for a couple couple weeks." <laughs> so I packed up the, the packed up the car, drove to Orlando, and lived there for about a year. Had my own apartment there, and so yeah, I, I'm a, I'm all about spontaneity, especially in your twenties. When you're when you're in your twenties, oh, yeah. try things, man. Do it. Fall on your face. Get back up. Do it again. Yes, until you get it right. And you're going to do just fine, Brandon Shields. Sounds like you're, well, uh, the buzzword is entrepreneur. And I, I, I always just liken that. It used to be just called a hardworking man. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. You're a hardworking man, Brandon Shields. Thanks for chit-chatting with me. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk. Thank you, Brandon Shields. And I will put this up probably in the, in the next hour or so. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Well, there you have it, party people. It's Brandon Shields, a young man of the world. Got his fingers in many, many areas of marketing and web uh, integration and the entertainment thing. That kind of blew me away where he's representing entertainers on on the various platforms, especially TikTok. And he's also putting people together with uh, creators and creative people. So, yeah, excellent, Brandon Shields. Never stop thinking, never stop building, never stop growing. Thank you for being on the What Makes You Famous program, Brandon Shields, of the Web Project Podcast. (laughs) That's it for this episode of the What Makes You Famous Podcast. If you'd like to tell your story, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. Thank you so much for listening. It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. TV Star Trek's Captain James T. Kirk's middle name is Tiberius. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter. At Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.